How to talk Spielsch, part 3. After you've learned some new cool game terms, now you're drun. You remember drun, do you? To think about introducing some new terms to our gaming language. Just recently I began a discussion with my gaming friend Rick Healy. Rick Healy runs the great website Spotlight on Games, by the way, about how to describe what happened in the last decade to games all over the world. It is a fact that Euro game design has heavily influenced American games, for example, but it is also true that there has been a lot of influence from American games to Euro games. To simplify it, I would say that the Euro influence means streamlining of rules, extensive playtesting and perfect balancing, interesting choices for all players involved, little to no luck and a relatively short playing time. The non-Euro influence is lots of theme and chrome, beer and pretzel style, wargaming, chaos, role-playing elements and variable player powers a concept that was clearly introduced to Eurogames by great games like Cosmic Encounter, for example. If you want to mention the negative instead of the positive, like in the recent Ameritrash Eurosnoot debate on BoardGameGeek, one could say that Eurogames are often a bit on the dry and abstract side, whereas non-Eurogames often over-employ chaotic elements like the dreaded take-that-card mechanic, which has ruined many a game. I think even Jason would agree that, for example, car-driven wargames owe a lot to Eurodesign. And when Tom says that the biggest revolution in wargaming was the battle cry Memoir 44 designed by the great Richard Burke, we shouldn't forget that before these games was, for example, Die Schlacht der Dinosaurier, Battle of the Dinosaurs, by Schmidtspiele, a European-produced game from 1993 that already introduced the system long before the wargaming scene took note of it. Check it out, you can find it at BoardGameGeek. It's a nice fantasy battle game with dinosaurs that very few people know. We need a word for this influence. But Rick and I have wrecked our brains how to call it. We have several ideas. My first one was Eurogamizing. But Rick noted rightly that this was too long. Next was Euronized, which I like, but Rick prefers Eurowized. What do you, dear listeners of the Dice Tower, prefer? I would love to have some feedback on this. We need a vote on the term for introducing Eurodesign elements into a game. The vote is for either Eurogamizing or two Euronizing or three Euroing. You all can also propose a new word which is better. We also need a term for the reverse process to introduce non-Euro elements into a game. I would prefer not to use the term Americanizing or Ameritrash because America is bigger than the US and I don't think Mexico or Brazil had a lot of influence on board gaming lately. One would have to say North Americanizing then. But even that would miss out on the British, who were always traditionally closer by language to the American gaming scene and certainly have always been a big player in board game design. One would also forget the Japanese or Asians in general. At least Japanese game design has always had a big fondness of American elements like wargaming and role-playing. Well, what we need is a term that means de-eurogamizing or non-euronizing or un-euring. You know what I mean. And while we're at it, how about using the names of famous game designers to describe certain design principles? Let's start with the obvious. What about if I Knizia-fy a game? Referring to the most prolific of game designers, Rainer Knizia, of course. That would mean take away theme and chrome, but bring in beautiful mathematical principles into the design, which is, of course, a much too long description. So Knizia-fy, or Knizia-fy, for you Americans, really makes sense. What about Kramerizing a game? Referring to Wolfgang Kramer, inventor of El Grande and many other great games, that would mean introduce an element of majority scoring in an area. Of course, something that Kramer is most famous for. 
Or what about Teubering? Referring to Klaus Teuber, inventor of Settlers of Catan, of course. This would mean producing a game after game after game using the same basic setting and design principles. Or my personal favorite, Schmieling a game. Karl-Heinz Schmiel has created the legendary Macher, a game with a theme so boring and uninteresting, it's about the German election system, that it's fascinating that so many people spend so much time with this game. In short, Schmieling means to take an idea that is boring and make it extremely attractive as a game. So, what do you think about that? Knizierfying, Kramerizing, Teubering, Schmieling? Good terms, I think. I hope I have given you some ideas. Perhaps this even will become a new trend in Spielsch, the language of gamers. I end with a salute to Rick Thornquist, who has given us so much of his time to bring us the news. I am very sad to see him go, but I am sure we will not have lost him as a great gamer personality. Thank you, Rick, for all your work. But I get comforted in the fact that for sure he will now have time to follow his real vocation, to be a trombonist in an orchestra. And yes, I'm not kidding. See you next week, folks. Bye-bye.